Hi, I'm Ellen Newhouse, and welcome to Heart and Soul. Are you ready to live a soulfully inspired life? If you are ready to dive deep, get seriously honest with yourself, and learn to trust your deep wisdom, then this is the place for you. I'll be sharing unfiltered stories from my own life and those of many other courageous, creative entrepreneurs and transformational leaders who have dug deep inside themselves to heal, honor their amazing wisdom, and dare to take inspired action. No more sitting by the sidelines wishing for a more satisfying life. It's time for you to become the person you have always dreamed of being. Have a career and a life you love. Join us each week to be spiritually uplifted and inspired into action. And oh yes, I'll be giving you homework to get you moving closer to your dreams. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Ellen Newhouse, and today I am so pleased to introduce you to Catherine Ewing. Catherine is a licensed psychotherapist. She is also the founder of Sacred Heart Alchemy, and she is a TEDx speaker. She is a spiritually focused women's transformational coach and mentor, energy healer, and emotional freedom catalyst and trainer. As an expert in trauma and loss, Catherine blends science, metaphysics, psychology, and spirituality to facilitate deep healing, awakening, and transformation for her clients. Her lifelong passion and purpose is helping women heal their core wounds, shed their limiting beliefs, and expand into their soul's highest calling as a pathway to creating heaven on earth. Oh, Catherine, just hearing that, I'm like, I'm there. I am with you. <laughs> that introduction, Ellen, and there's a part of me that's like, oh, that's a little much. And then there's another <laughs> part of me that's like, yay! <laughs> yes! Yes! I know, I know. And in fact, I do believe, even though right now times feel so tumultuous and so uncertain on so many levels, I actually do believe we're headed in that direction. So for all of you who are listening, what I want to say is have heart, have heart. Even though these have been tough times the last year and a half, and they continue to be oddly odd. And so it is difficult, right? It's difficult to find how do you find center as everything keeps moving? And that's what I want to talk with Catherine about today is how do we find center? How do we calm our hearts down? How do we find some peace in the middle of this swirl that continues to go on in 2021. There's so much that can be said, Ellen. It's such a rich topic. And I, I'm looking forward to sharing some specific techniques with you. But I, as a preface, I do want to say that 
having been on sort of a conscious spiritual path for 25 years now is what's really allowed me to stay centered and grounded. Not that I don't have my moments. <laughs> we all do, right? We're humans we too, right? Do, We're yeah. humans, you know, spirit in human form. But I, you know, I remember reading 20 years ago or hearing, you know, on interview shows or back in the day it was blogs or channeled messages that we were in this ascension process as we brought in more and more light onto the planet. And I didn't fully understand this stuff back then. It was all, you know, new back then to me. But in order to create what I call heaven on earth or, you know, a higher dimensional way of living, that all of the old systems had to fall apart. Education, banking, right? Religion, healthcare, all of the systems. And I would say, how the heck is that going to happen? <laughs> how is it all going to collapse so that it can be rebuilt? Hello, and somewhere COVID. in the middle of COVID, I went, yeah. oh, <laughs> you know, that emoji with the hands on the face, like, oh, we, I really feel like that is exactly what is happening. And, you know, I, I follow enough spiritual teachers, metaphysical people, to really trust that we are in this incredibly powerful transformational place right now. Hang on, I'm going to stop you for one moment because I want to I want to track back because there are a lot of people that won't know what ascension even means. So I want to slow this down a little bit Catherine because you have studied so much and you are a world of knowledge. But let's imagine people who haven't been on this path, per se. What does it mean that we're in this time of ascension? The simplest way that I can describe it is, think of a set of stairs, and we're moving from the basement into the, <laughs> to the you know, if, even if you think of like this heavenly stairway to heaven, right? And it's at the bottom, it's sort of dark and heavy and dense. And that's the 3D the third dimensional reality that we're in, physicality. And this process of ascension, or if we also call it enlightenment, literally means we are bringing in more light. Right. We're in a place in the transition of Earth in her rotation where we're in a place where so much light, photon light is bombarding the planet. It's literally pushing everything that's been in the dark up to the surface to be revealed and healed personally and collectively. Yes. And what I know for sure, having gone through this process, is people, this enlightenment process does not feel good necessarily. And I want you to know that even though, as Catherine says it so beautifully, you might be feeling like, yeah, right. But right now, I am a mess. I am in grief. I am exhausted. I am confused. I feel alone. I feel scared. I want you to know, for those of you who are listening to this conversation, that's exactly the pathway to enlightenment. And it doesn't always feel good. As I say, healing is very messy. And it's not always what we think. I, you know, I, I had this conversation with someone yesterday and I used an analogy that I had just read 
that I thought was perfect. You know, and they say, oh, I'm doing all over, you know, for people who even are doing the right things and they're doing their meditation and they're saying their affirmations and right, they're doing their gratitude and all the right things, but feeling like the stuff is not showing up, right? Whatever they're wanting is not showing up. And I I use this analogy of going to a vending machine and putting your money in and, you know, pushing the button for the chocolate bar, right? And the chocolate bar comes out or the soda or, you know, whatever it might be. And that's what we may want in the moment. And I know this is a very simplistic response. The universe, source, all that is, creative life force, energy, may know that that chocolate bar or that glass of wine or that whatever thing is that's coming out of the vending machine isn't necessarily what's going to support us best in that moment. So you may put your dollar in, push the, or however much now, $5, I don't know, push the button and out comes a bag of carrots. And you're like, what the? Exactly. (laughs) Or diabetic or overweight or, right, have any issues. It's like the universe knows what's in your greatest and highest good. And it may not be what you want in that particular moment. So there's this trust factor and divine timing factor that, you know, can can kind of mess us up sometimes because. Yes. And what I find amazing about this is what you're really talking about is surrender. And that we must at some point surrender the ego, our egoic desires to the universe that does support us and knows what is even better for us than we could imagine. Better than the chocolate bar, better than the glass of wine. And yet our ego is like, no, hang on. I know what I want. I know what's right for me. And I think that's a lot of where I see people really getting stuck right now. Is You, you make a, a really good point. Years ago, I used to do a class combining the law of attraction and tapping, which EFT, which, you know, we may or may not get a chance to talk about. But when we are trying to manifest or create one of the challenges that I have with a lot of how the law of attraction stuff is put out there now is that it's very materialistic. It's very, I want a new car. I want a new house. I want the perfect partner. Well, yes, you know, we, we do want those things. Um, but when we're only operating from that ego mind, it's not necessarily the path that the soul <clears throat> has chosen for this lifetime. Right. And that's where we get a little bit tricked up. You know, we're not getting the stuff in the way that all the law of attraction teachers are telling us, you know, it will happen. And coming back to surrender. So when I was in seminary, the three key principles were surrender, trust and gratitude. Mm, Right. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, for me, that's a place that I try in my, you know, fallible human way to live from. But that surrender trust and gratitude but trusting that the universe is acting for us right so if you get the bag of carrots it's not a punishment it's not that you did something wrong or that you're bad or you know it's 
here's something that might be a little better for you in this particular moment, right? But this, this, this whole idea about this instant manifestation of the, of the physical things, you know, is, is just a little bit, I think, off base because, you know, my belief is that each soul came onto the planet and especially the souls that chose to be here now in this amazing period of transformation and transition with a deeper purpose. And the soul will guide us, but the ego is louder, right? So it's taking the opportunity when something doesn't go quite the way we might have expected or wanted to check in and say, okay, so. Instead of I'm being, again, I'm being punished or everything always happens to me or nothing ever goes right or da, 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 da. Why might that have happened that way? Like, is there something here for me to learn? And I'm going to give a very specific example of a client of mine who was supposed to fly out on Monday to North Carolina to go looking for places to live because she's supposed to move down there in a couple of weeks. And her flight was canceled here out of Hartford, I guess. I don't know whether it's weather conditions or mechanics. So she ended up not going. And her first response was upset. And then she said to me, but then I remembered what you've been teaching me for the last two years or three years. And you said, I took a breath and I said, okay, maybe this happened for a reason. What could that have been? And then she started to make some phone calls to these apartments that she thought she was going to look at. And she realized she wouldn't have been able to lock anything down because she doesn't have employment down there yet. So she would have, it almost would have been a wasted trip. So now she took the opportunity of those three days to be sending out her job resume and focusing on that piece of it so that she'll have that hopefully in hand by the time she gets down there and, you know, is looking for apartments. So again, just you know, things happen. They may not be what we expected or wanted in the moment. But if we can take a breath and step back and take that higher perspective of, okay, what may the universe have in store for me? Right. What else might be happening here? And I'm I'm being careful about my words because sometimes it's the like, well, what's the lesson in this? They don't that, you know, I... <laughs> Yes, I, I guess ultimately there is a lesson, but the lesson almost sounds too much like you're in school and you exactly, got to learn it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's not really the energy. I feel like your soul or the universe is—it's um, not as neatly packaged. And I think the packaging these days is, you know, twofold. I mean, one, people are really up against social media. It looks like everybody in their mother except for me has their shit together and knows exactly what they're doing and they have everything they want. Now, we both know and everyone listening knows deep down that social media is curated. However, when our ego is looking at social media, it's tough. It's it's very hard. part of our early life patterning that may have said you're not good enough you're not worthy you're not you're not pretty enough you're not thin enough you're not smart enough whatever your version of not enoughness is that will get magnified 
you know, with any of the social media channels. Yes. Um, so I think as we have social media on mass, then we have COVID, then we have things breaking down, as you said, you know, every single imaginable industry is changing rapidly. Then we have where we may be getting or may not be getting what we want. And the poor beings are like, oh, I and am out of control. Of any loss oh, oh, that we may well, have suffered, yeah. whether it's loss of a loved one, loss of a job. And we're living in uncertainty. Like we don't know when all of this, you know, there's this new variant and there's this new thing. And, you know, oftentimes when there's change, we have a sense of, okay, we're going to go through this and then it's going to. Exactly. There's going to be an end point. And living in that uncertainty wears down our resiliency and our capacity to respond to each new thing that, that comes. Absolutely. And setting many people into flight or fight response, you know. So my question to you is, if I am in flight or fight response, if I am in a lot of grief, if I just feel really ungrounded, unearthed by all of these changes, do you have some simple things that I can do that would help me to center myself and to feel like I'm resetting my electrical system, as it were. So I have lots of things, and I know we don't <laughs> want to go way too long today. I'm going to share a couple of them with you, and I, but I am going to preface it with the more you do these things on a regular basis, the more you bring your emotional charge down so you're not so close to that point where you may be triggering off into the fight or flight response. Because once that has turned on in your brain, it's, you know, the train's out of the station, the horse is out of the gate, as they say. It sort of has to run its course. I mean, you can catch yourself and try to bring it back. But, you know, oftentimes once that adrenaline and cortisol is already running, it's going to keep running until it's done. So the more, as I said, you can bring yourself down from that boiling point, if you will, you know, where the steam comes out of the pressure cooker, if you can turn down the heat or, you know, take some of the water out by doing some energetic work daily, it just gives you a little more space before you tip into that. (laughs) Okay. So let me ask you, I'm, I'm somebody who needs a lot of direction. So when you say daily, do you mean once a day, twice a day? Should I do this at the beginning of the day, at the middle of the day? What would be best? So when I think of the things that I would prescribe, whether it's tapping or I'm going to share the heart-brain coherence exercise with you or stepping out in nature for five minutes. So if I think of it like a prescription. So if you went to the doctor, if you had a chronic issue you know, the doctor might prescribe, take this medication three times a day or do this, you know, daily. Uh, Or if it was something more acute, it might be use this as needed, right? Either an infection flares up or, 
you go into AFib and you need to take something for your heart or, you know, you're stressed out and you take half an Ativan or a clon, you know, clonopin or, you know, whatever it is. So I think of these energy exercises, this is what I would call them, <clears throat> uh, as both. If you can do it two or three times a day, awesome. When you wake up in the morning before you go to bed at night. But you can also use them as needed. Like yesterday, I just felt off all day. My eyes felt weird. I had a headache. I just could not quite get. And I had clients all day. And I, you know, even though it was hot and sticky at the end of the day, I thought, I just need to get out and move. I need to move my body. I need to exercise. So I took a walk and then I sat down on a bench. And I just sort of intuitively started tapping on the side of my hand. And I said, even though I don't know what's going on with me, I just feel so out of sorts. And tears just started rolling down my face. I have no idea what that energy was. I don't know whether it was mine, whether I was picking up on my clients, whether there was something going on cosmically in the world. I don't know, because most of, you know, a lot of us are very sensitive and we can pick up on energies that aren't ours. So when I was tapping, I said, whether this is mine or someone else's, I choose to let it go now. And I literally sat on the bench and just let the tears come for a while, tapping on these different points, just letting this energy flow, just releasing whatever this stuck energy is, right? No judgment, no attachment, no need to even know what it's about, just mm, letting it go. And mm. after a while, <sighs> I, uh, it stopped. Like I didn't right. cry forever, which is part yeah. of what people are afraid of. Once I start crying, I'll cry forever. Right. Oh, probably not. Um, <laughs> and the headache was gone and my eyes isn't so, that amazing? You know, sort of oh. readjusted again. So mm. that's an example of the as needed. Mm. Just in this moment, I'm noticing that I'm out of sorts and I don't right. even know why. Or you might have a, a dream during the night where you wake up and there's, it's still like the residue of it is still sitting with you. And sometimes I'll say, even though I don't remember that whole dream, I know I had one and I feel out of sorts this morning and I deeply and completely love and accept myself and I'll do some tapping. And as we're tapping on the acupuncture points, we're moving the energy. So again, you don't even have to know exactly what it is. I love that because so often we get stuck in what's the story? What does this belong to? What do I need to fix? How do I need to analyze this? And that like kind of, goes super more just somatic and energetic now there are times with clients where we do dive in a little more deeply and we create a script that's very specific to a trauma or an event or an experience or a belief in their life but you don't need to do that even though I'm feeling anxious right now and I'm not even sure why I deeply and completely love and accept myself and all my feelings repeat that a few times and then just feeling anxious. I'm out of sorts. I don't know why. I just want to move this energy. Just letting it go, right? And you, you tap through. Even as you're doing that, I'm feeling the relief of it. I'm getting the I'm getting the energetic blessing of that. That's well, amazing. That is that is a beautiful effect of EFT tapping, which again, we're not even doing a full-blown thing. But there's something called borrowing benefits. And even when you're around and someone else is doing it, or you're tapping along when it's someone else's issue, 
because it's just moving our own energy. It's just bringing attention to where we may have old or stuck or clogged or stagnant or heavy or dense energies stuck in our system. And we're just gently, by tapping on the acupuncture points, inviting that energy to start moving because then it gets to complete a cycle and get dispersed. It's not held in the body. It's amazing. I mean, there's a book about the body. I can't even remember the name of it. Somebody just told me yesterday. The score. Thank you. Yes, I needed. To, okay. I need to go get that book because I was explaining to this person about how the body stores memory and she said, have you ever heard of the book? And I'm like, no, but I need to go get it. So thank yeah. you yeah. for that again. And for those of you who are listening, who can't see what Catherine is doing, I will post about EFT and how you can learn more about it, because it's an incredible system of energy healing, really. If you want to, you can even put the link to my YouTube channel. Because oh, I perfect. We will do that. Perfect. videos there. Oh. Perfect. And you do it so beautifully because, and I would suggest actually that you do go up to Catherine's YouTube channel. We'll put it in the show notes because you do something that I feel, and I haven't really been a big fan of EFT, I'll be honest. And when you do it, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm totally getting it. So you do it differently. And I'm going to watch your YouTube channel because I just got, I mean, just, I can feel the relief. It's amazing. Okay. So now the next thing that you are going to do today is called what? It's called the heart brain coherence. This is actually I did this in my TED Talk, and there's actually a link to that as well. I did a slightly shortened version because of the time limits with the TED Talk. Mm -hmm. But this will be just a three-minute exercise. I learned it through HeartMath Institute, but Greg Braden, Mm -hmm. Bruce Lipton, Joe Dispenza, you know, they all do a slightly different version of it, but it's very simple. But Before I go into an explanation, let's just do it and experience it. Okay. Okay. And And then you'll tell us later what it does. Yes. I'll tell you. Uh, But I want you to experience it first so your head doesn't get too involved. I'm going to start, uh, and this is not technically part of the exercise, but I love to start with a little bit of sound. So I use my Tink Jaws. And this just helps... So to bring us into the present moment, create some sacred space, and it helps to align your nervous system because the frequency and the vibration of the tingshas, you feel it? Move through your energy field. And just like the EFT, this breaks up blockages in your energy field and allows things to begin to align. So that your central nervous system can begin to relax. All right. So thank you for the Ting Shaws. And I'll just, I'll invite Ellen yourself and the listeners to uh, put both of your feet on the floor, if that's uh, easy for you to do. Place one or both hands gently over your heart and just allow your eyes 
to float down or closed, whatever feels comfortable. We're just going to take a moment in this space where we're sending a message through those three little things we just did. Closing our eyes, placing our hand over our heart, and bringing our awareness to our breath. We've already just told our brain that it's safe and we can calm down. And just begin to notice your breath. like a neutral observer, no need to change anything right in this moment. Just be aware of your breath and the slight pressure of your hand over your heart. And if you're a visual person and you find this useful, you can begin to imagine that your breath is actually moving in and out through your heart. perhaps like a gentle wave that laps onto the beach with the inhalation and then is ever so gently pulled back into the ocean with the exhalation. And we just continue breathing in and breathing out. And intentionally now slowing the breath even a little more by stretching the inhalation out to the count of six seconds. And then allowing the exhalation to follow also to the count of six seconds. And as you stay with that easy, effortless flow of breath, I'm going to bring in a few words, high vibration words. If you feel like you want to repeat them to yourself, feel free if you want to just listen. But I'll invite you to imagine that the energy, the frequency, the vibration of these words, which some people have identified as part of the enlightenment circuit in the brain, imagine the energy of them moving into every cell in your body. Appreciation, gratitude, compassion, joy, love, I imagine the cells like those little sponges that our kids used to have. When we put them in water, they would start to expand, right? So imagining your cells just soaking in all the beautiful energy, the nurturing and the healing of gratitude, appreciation, joy, compassion, and love. Hmm, just allowing those words and the energy they carry, the vibrational frequency 
to move through your mental body, your thoughts, your emotional body, your spiritual body, and your physical body. Just for another few moments. And then as we come to a close, you can gently allow your hands to fall back into your lap or onto the table, whatever you have in front of you. You can begin to bring some small movement, wiggling fingers or toes. Just start to bring yourself back into your physical body and the space that you're in. Perhaps stretching and yawning now. And then allowing your eyes to float open on the next wave of breath. Mm. Oh, that was absolutely delicious. <laughs> I didn't, I went so far deep. I'm so surprised that when you said something about coming back, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, how long have we been here? <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my goodness, Catherine. That was so wonderful. I mean, mm. it's shocking how much you can accomplish. And how long was that? Three minutes, four minutes? Yeah, three, four minutes. I mean, I, you know, I'm a little chatty, so I probably stretch it out a little bit, but it can be done in three minutes. And Ellen, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because getting back into my cognitive brain, right. I'm, I'm doing very reluctantly <laughs> what I want people to take away from this is that in the three or four minutes that it took to do this very simple practice, you have effectively not only brought yourself into a place of deep calmness and relaxation in the moment, perhaps out of some kind of anxiety or stress or fight or flight response. Because as I said, in the beginning, when we close the eyes, focus on our breath, place our hand over our heart, we're sending the message to the amygdala, the part of the brain that's always on alert for mm. anything that might be threatening us, right? That we're safe. Because if we weren't, we'd be eyes wide open, rapid heartbeat, uh, rapid breath, right? So mm. we are literally creating the experiences that send the message to the brain that we're safe. So that's the first part. So we're switching out of the fight or flight response into the relaxation response. We're sort of supercharging it when we add those high vibration words oh, oh, because the frequency sense. of them is so high mm. that now we're taking it to another level. So mm. we're not just doing the relaxation. We are literally, as we're switching that energy, we're supercharging now. So the cortisol and the adrenaline stops running we start to run the dopamine, the serotonin, the other relaxing and calming, but also healing. The, the adrenaline and the cortisol wear down our organs and our cells. We're not meant to be running those anxiety chemicals all the time. But as you said, we've all got so much going on that we're in some kind of level of of anxiety, if not full-blown blown fight or flight, most of the time. So if you do this for three or four minutes, the positive effect of not just the calmness, but also allowing that healing 
chemistry, right? Energy to run through your body lasts for six hours. Oh, wow. Wow. That's amazing. Three minutes. Three minutes, six hours. So your return on investment is pretty darn good. And I have to tell you what I'm feeling. It is so amazing is my skin is so soft. And I experienced this after deep meditations, Uh after massage. Three minutes, Catherine. I mean, this is, I think, anti-aging also. It is anti-aging because it's literally healing you at the cellular level. This is amazing. I mean, I literally, like, for those of you who are listening, I wish you could feel my skin right now. It is like (laughs) baby soft. And you can hear, I'm projecting a little bit with my voice because if I were to just speak from where you landed me, Mm -hmm. my voice register dropped like, you know, like, like a lot. And I was shocked. I, I mean, it's just, I cannot believe what you accomplished in three minutes. Well, if you think about this again, in terms of something like 85% or more visits to doctors, hospitals are for stress-related issues. So whether it's high blood pressure, you know, or whatever. So imagine, I mean, you're literally healing yourself. Yes. Because it's the inflammation, it's the wearing down of the telomeres, which are the end caps on the DNA, right? That is the aging. That's exactly what the cortisol and adrenaline is doing. It's literally wearing away the telomeres, which are sort of like the plastic coatings on your shoelaces. Ah, oh, I That's love that image. on the end of your, mm. of your strands of DNA. So we're rebuilding that when we do this. So if you do it two or three times a day, getting back to your question of how often, you're getting 18 to 20 hours of <clears throat> coverage for the hours that you're awake. And then when you're sleeping, you know, hopefully you're more naturally in a more relaxed state. So less than 10 minutes a day is, can be life changing. I love this. Well, I am going to commit publicly because I have a very busy, busy, busy schedule and a lot can get in my way. But right now, right here with you and with all of my listeners, I am going to commit to doing this twice a day for the next year. And I am going to journal about it. And those of you who are listening, if you want to join me, please do let me know. Please get in touch with me. You have all my information and join me. I would love to have you join me in this year-long process. Well, you've just inspired me to maybe do a little, I don't want to call it a challenge, uh, but because that sounds like work or, you know, whatever, was something you have to push at. But even on my, you know, in my uh, Facebook group, Divinely Inspired Feminine Leaders. Well, I will come and join. I will come and join because I would love the company. So please do it. Do it. Yes. And invite, you know, while we're speaking about that, certainly invite your listeners to come on over and join Divinely Inspired Feminine Leaders. I'd love to have them. Awesome. And how else, if people want to go a little bit deeper than just the three minutes and they've loved your energy and they love the wisdom that you have, how can they get a hold of you? 
So you should have, I think, the link to my website, Sacred Heart Alchemy, and there's a contact form there. I'm also, I've been starting to play with Clubhouse. And so I've had to up my game in Instagram because they're connected. Oh, Oh, (laughs) interesting. I am getting my 60-something-year-old brain wrapped around Instagram. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's another... What's your Instagram page name? C-Ewing144. Okay, and we'll put this in the show notes. I-N-G-144. Okay, and on Clubhouse, for people who like Clubhouse, are you doing these kinds of things? Are you leading meditations? Are you doing these kind of energy things? I'm trying to find the balance between being on there too much and not being on there at all. Right, right. <laughs> and so I have been on in some of my own rooms. Mm-hmm. I've been asked to co-moderate in some other rooms. Oh, great. And I've created my own club called Sacred Rebel Co-Creator. Oh, I love that. Sacred but Rebel. But I've been somewhat inconsistent, but I'm, I'm, as I'm meeting more people who want to connect with me and co-create with me, I'm going to start being more consistent in Clubhouse. Perfect. Okay. So we are going to put all this information in the show notes so that you can actually see it. And I will also send you, if you don't already have it, Ellen, um, like a free gift. I have a number of things, but what I'm thinking of is I have a divine purpose meditation and journal that goes with it. Oh, perfect. I would love to make available and I can give you the link for that. Perfect. Okay. We're going to put all of that in the show notes. And Catherine, thank you so much for gifting me. Oh my goodness. I I didn't know I was going to get such a gift today. Thank you for such a gift with this heart brain coherence. 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 Three minute yeah. meditation. And that is also, I have a video on that also on my YouTube channel, which is longer. It goes a little more into the explanation of how oh, and why it works. Oh, it's perfect. about 15, 15 minutes long. Okay. So, you know, certainly people right. are welcome to go there. So, so many options. So many options. Connect. And I, you know, it's been a gift for me, Ellen, to just share what I love, what I'm passionate about all of these beautiful tools that we've been given to heal the trauma, come into alignment with our divine essence and step into a higher purpose, which is what I believe we all came here to do. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us. And for those of you who are listening, I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on the Heart and Soul podcast. It's such a joy for me to be with you. I know firsthand how much easier it is to rise when you have community to laugh with, shed a few tears with, and be inspired by. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, go subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, please contact me directly at ellennewhouse.com. And while you're there, grab the special resources I have created for you to begin to take inspired action in your own life. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.